Yeah. What up? What up, man? Back in the building. You know, we doing we going live off the cuff and since we live, Turn I decided up, I decided to do a little something different, man. Yeah. You know, I figured since we're live now. Might as well be live. We can tell you that this episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or somebody you know wants to take your game to the next level, then hit up dnasportsdenver.com. Visit dnasportsdenver.com right now to book a training session, follow the podcast, buy some merchandise. Man, just keep up to date with what we're doing over at DNA Sports Training. Once again, dnasportsdenver.com right now. Book a session. Let's go. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend subscribe <laughs> so if you're uh we're up live with it man how you doing don i'm good man you know another great episode following up a great great event dude i just i can't tell you man like uh so our sunday after after the whole shindig was done we you know we were going home or whatever i, I was telling dono i was like dude i feel like i just worked like a 12-hour shift yeah. and i was like I just I did I did just work a twelve hour shift. Literally, bro, I got home and I was like, I'm gonna stay up for a while. And then I started watching back the stream. Yeah. And I got like a little bit ways in and I was like, I'm going to bed, bro. Like, what are you doing? Go to bed. <laughs> couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Man, hey, shout out to you. Uh getting some folks up on here eventually. Leave a comment. Leave uh just tell us what's up in the chat box here on the live. Um uh, for those listening on Spotify. Apple, um, Wherever. Pandora, freaking the whole list is longer than I can remember, but all the major uh, podcast uh, streaming platforms, make sure you give us a like, a follow. You can find us on there. Find us at dnasportsdenver.com. Uh, what else is new, brother? Besides, I mean, we'll get into Cerro Miedo. Cerro Miedo. Can you say it again? Can you say it now, finally, after? You know, now um, we got some <laughs> football camps coming up shortly. You know, I got one this weekend. Nice. Um, doing a speed and agility and some defensive line stuff this weekend. That should be fun. Hopefully, if the weather allows it, obviously, because the weather's been kind of crazy here. But, you know, I enjoy that. Where you guys, uh, where you, where's the camp at? It's at Pomona. Oh, so it's close. Yeah, but the weather is supposed to be ugly, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, sometimes we luck out up here and get some good weather, man. Sometimes it's 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 the other way around. It's when you're, uh, you know, when you're, you're waiting down south somewhere and – you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, them storms still seem to come through a little stronger down south than they do up north. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they, they come through up north, but for whatever reason, sometimes they just feel a little bit stronger down south. But For sure. Now, you know, but rugby's still going on. DJ's doing rugby. I think this weekend he's going to do the camp instead of rugby because, you know, football is our sport. <laughs> so anything football-related, we're going to focus on football. Um, so we're doing that camp. The next week there's a quarterback and receivers camp we got going on. Then the weekend after that, you know, it's just football, 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 football all the way through the season. Get our, uh, we get our, our little uh, Sundays going in here soon, right? We do. That's the weekend after man. the other camp. That, so it should be fun, man. That gives us the time, man. Plug the, plug the website. Plug the, the league. Let's, let's get some of these kids, man. Yeah, if you're looking to play football this year, you know, we have a great new organization starting up in Westminster. It's the Westminster Wolfpack. You can find us at WestminsterYouthFootball.com. WestminsterYouthFootball.com. Dom, so, you know, we're school, school's out. It's not necessarily summer yet, but we're damn near there summer. Mm-hmm. Are you getting excited for the for the summer break for the kids? Uh, bro, I am, 
but I'm also nervous because we got a lot going on. Like I said, a ton of football. Um, we're going to a few concerts. Vita's going to Cali. Then she comes back. Sick. We go to Mexico. Like, there's a lot. Are going you on. getting deported? Yeah. <laughs> I am. You ever seen Cheech Chong do when he's like, uh, that there's uh there's they're smoking in the in the living room or whatever and they're all stoned and Chong Chong's like this is grass clipping and there's like someone peeking in the window and he's like thinking it's the cops and thinks it's a bus and he's oh no it's just La Migra he goes Oh I forgot it's the wedding. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're all dressed up. <laughs> they deport themselves to, to get a free ride to the wedding, bro. That's that's sometimes how you have to do it, dude. Hey, you know, however you gotta get there, you gotta get there, but you can't miss. So uh we got uh we got too much going on, man. We got some spring off uh excuse me, summer off season stuff for, for throws and then we're headed up to Iowa end of June to go do that uh RTA throws camp up there, so that should be pretty fun, bro. And like you said, football, football, football. We'll get uh we'll get uh family stuff in for sure. I'm trying to do a bunch of camping, dude. I I gotta get out and go. Yeah, man. All about progression, all about also relaxation and resetting before you get into everyday work you know what i mean because yeah i mean it's always busy throughout the year but it seems like during football season it's just a little bit more busy because well in august gets it going um like it just all changes and then september you know you hardly recognize september and october before you know it's freaking november and you're like god damn it's already it's already winter time. Yeah, and we'll be playing for a championship somewhere around there, so that should be good, you know. Yeah, That's man, I'm with it. Let's get it. It's nothing that nothing That's, less. Uh, you know, speaking of playing the championships, you know, we got a we got a team locally playing for a championship. Oh yeah, and it's going down tomorrow night. Yes, sir. But I was also talking about the Colorado Mammoth, which I just came out of left field with you. They're playing, uh, I think. Uh, here the next day or two, game three of their deciding series. So we can go, Mammoth can go back-to-back, and we can go Avalanche with Mammoth one year, Nuggets with Mammoth one year. That'll be cool. But nah, you're, you're right. Denver Nuggets, the only one that matters. Yeah, I was like kind of surprised that you went there. <laughs> A little disgusted, honestly. Um, that well, you took my lovely segue into I'm into sorry that great topic it was a very um, professional segue too I, I must to, say to ruin it oh, my bad so I'm just playing now shout out to the <laughs> mammoth man back to back that's great you know obviously um they're a professional team they they're are winning a professional championship and they're from shout Colorado so so shout out to them um but yeah man Nuggets Heat what did you think about the ending of of the Eastern Conference Finals um I like you should hit the button on them. You know a button. The... <laughs> my bad. I'm, I'm slipping there. Nah, dude. I, I the way Miami came back in Game Seven after going out the way they did in Game Six, like that Game Six loss was a deflating loss, dude. That's the type of loss that um, you know teams pack it in. You know, especially such it's so emotional like that. You think you won the game and. Uh, you know, have that tip in with what two tenths of a second left? Yeah. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> yeah. Grow no, up, Dom. Grow up. You're wild in that one. <laughs> nah, but yeah, why you go like, like, what do you 
I don't get it, bro. You always try to win, but why force Game 7 to embarrass your fan base? Wow, like, yeah. That was an embarrassment, bro. Let's keep it real. You, oh, like, absolutely. You brought it back home for us to get our ass whooped. Absolutely. But that's kind of been that's kind of been the MO of, of Boston all year long, bro, where they kind of just left you disappointed, left you disappointed, left you disappointed. You know, like, they'll be up, then they'll be down. And um, I don't know, dude, I... I know they. I know they just t- took the interim tag off of Joe Missoula, but I wasn't impressed with anything I saw from that dude um, this season, and and even now, like it's it's just man, you you can't make that comeback down o three, force it to go home, and then lay a goose egg. And I know Tatum got hurt, you know, first freaking literally first like offensive play of the game. But that's no excuse, dude. Yeah, no, that was a pathetic game, bro. Um, I just, I don't know. So, Everybody's pow- uh, passing blame. Like, did you see something about Joe Mazzula said that Al, Al, uh, Al, Al Horford. Horford was coaching him in game seven? What? Yeah. Well, why wasn't he coaching him then? I don't know, some sort of. So there's some infighting going on? Some drama queen. See, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't know if that dude deserves that job still, bro. Like, you know, he did a good job um, guiding them this year with the abrupt, you know, firing of their previous head coach. He did a really good job. But I don't know that he he deserved to have the interim tag taken off of him. And I, I guess you shouldn't be able to lose your job in the series, but that's a big series. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, man. That's a number eight seed. It is. We'll definitely get back into that game because, you know, we want to break it down a little bit more. Um, I want to hear your your take on it, what's your predictions, um, and things like that. But before we do all that, before we can't not talk about what just happened this last weekend. So Sunday, 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 we had... Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> thank you. Cero Miedo, the, uh, the boxing matches of 2023 for the belts and. It was a freaking spectacular event, bro. It was stup- It was super live. Um, I was surprised uh, with how many folks was up in there, and um, just the overall. I wasn't surprised with like um, how it went because Mario was gassing it up, saying that they throw on good shows and they go out, you know, all out. And maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was surprised just a little bit, but not super surprised. Um, but man, that thing was fun, dude. Like. And bouts were ridiculous. Yeah, no, I knew it was going to be a great event because you could just tell when somebody talks about, like, with that much passion about what they're going to do, yeah. they're explaining it to you, you can tell, like, it's going to translate. And yeah. it translated completely. Like, the house was packed, bro. At some point, it was even so packed that it was kind of hot, you know, even with, <laughs> even with the AC going. Dude, like, when them people got around the ring for oh, some of them fights, like, holy crap. I started Bro, feeling a little closed in. But, but the energy yeah. was crazy, right? It was real. like It was like being at a true championship fight where you're seeing all these fighters fighting over bouts and their fan base going crazy and the other fan base going crazy and all within good sportsmanship, even yeah. within some close, close split decisions because there were several. Yeah, there was, there was some really tight ones in there, a lot of split decisions. And I mean, I guess that just goes to show you the difficulties in in, in um, officiating boxing. Um, but even with all that, dude, I thought it was uh, just a really fun show, man. Some of the fights, dude. Some of these fights were so evenly contested, bro. Like it was wild. 
um, a lot closer than I had anticipated on some of them and a lot more skilled than I had thought on some of them too. Yeah, no, for sure. It was a great, great night. Um, you know, obviously there was some pretty good fights that won extra awards on yep. the night. Yep. And then there was some that were also equally deserving of those same awards. And some can say yep. maybe even won those awards over the others. Um, and uh, I know you got a list of them and, and I didn't fill my list in because you, you kind of. You took off. You took some of my thunder in some of your lists. So oh, no, you could you could talk about them and still a couple. Of yeah, things. no, no, we'll go because I because I kind of cheated. If I don't know if anybody noticed. <laughs> yeah. If if you listen to the stream at all, um, you're one hundred percent on your predictions. Man, I picked the fight of the night. <laughs> I did. I did. I did a great job of doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I just man, I had to hedge my bets though. Hey, let's talk about the female fight of the night. Yeah. What did you think about that one? Um, I thought it was a great fight. I thought Naomi Victoriano did a really good job at changing the fight. Um, you know, Gigi seemed to have had um, the first round, and she seemed to have been maybe on her way in the second round. And then she got hit with a flurry, and she might have gassed herself out early in that second round too because she was throwing a lot of punches in that second. She was. They both were. The second, you know, was – one where Naomi was like, I know that I have to do something this round because yeah. I lost the first, right? Yeah. And Gigi was like, if I seal this round, this is my fight. Yeah. And it looked like Gigi was somewhat close to winning that second round again. Um, and then she starts gassing out, and Naomi lands the big punch yeah. that draws the standing eight at yeah. the very last minute of the round. Um, and that, that changed... The everything. entire fight from Every, there on. Everything. and then Stole that round for her because you figured she was probably losing that round at that particular moment. It was close, but, you know, you could have guessed either way, especially with some of the way the judging was going. And so that really changed that whole fight. Oh, yeah, completely. It could have easily been a 10-9 round yeah. for Gigi, and with that knockdown went 10-9 for Naomi. Yeah. You know, um, or, I mean, it could have even, Naomi could have been up by the judges. Yeah. We don't know that, and that could have just solidified it for her even more. Yeah. Um, but we start the third round, and like you said, Gigi was gassed out. You know, um, she fought her heart out. You know, she was out there giving everything in the ring, yeah. and even through all that, she still, you know, pushed through. And and you know, she fought a good fight. She should be proud of of what she did. Oh, absolutely. And, and Naomi just went out there, and uh, you know, she closed. And sometimes you have to close out fights. It's not how you start them; it's how you finish them. It's so hard too because you know someone's got to lose. Yep. You know, there I guess I suppose there can be a draw, but technically speaking, you know, when you compete there's a winner, there's a loser, and someone's got to be that and it just sucks to to have it happen. But like you said though, she she gave it her all. She left literally left it all in the ring. I mean, she had to be helped out the ring. She looked exhausted. Um, so I salute her, man. It was it was a great, you know. I salute them both. Both them ladies represented uh, to have that other fight fall out, and, and them end up being the only ladies um, in a house full of, uh, of boys and men. They held it down and, and made their own their own ruckus real loud. Yeah, because it wasn't like she was hurt by any means. She was just completely no. gassed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So shout out to both those young ladies. They held it down. In my opinion, could have been fight of the night. Period. Not only just a female one, but it was a very good fight yeah. to contest with. The, the males, yeah. um, but this was a Colorado event with a lot of Colorado teams. However, we did have one team 
traveling from Nebraska. Yeah, right. shout out to O.G. Hastings. And O.G. Hastings left with the male fight of the night. That's right. And 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 David Joseph Chavaria, and that was a great fight as well. You know, a lot of people going into that fight, probably you know not knowing a lot about David, were probably going with the more with the local guy in Ty Davis. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> great fight, but David kind of controlled the pace the entire fight. Yeah. And he didn't let. Ty develop any kind of game so you know it was a really good fight and and one that was deserving of the award for sure but you know like I mentioned earlier I do think there were some others um that were equally as worthy and one that I feel for sure probably was a better fight in my opinion but more on a a technical standpoint yeah and 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 Ty Davis was definitely you know he was a, uh, you know, he was game for the fight for he sure. Um, he looked the part, um, and definitely, um, I thought put forth the part, the effort to be the part. So um, definitely nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. There did a great job. Um, you know, David was impressive. I thought um, Isaac Alvarez mm-hmm. and um, uh, Prakasa Sunuar. I thought that fight was super impressive. Yeah. Um, Probably, probably still would have been my fight of the night. Um, yeah. the, them, them boys were tremendously skilled. Um, to see the way they pop that jab out there and, and, and pop that straight hook or that straight cross out there, and um, they were incredible, bro. Like uh, that was definitely a very, very, very skilled fight. And that's what I said earlier, dude, about like being surprised by how skilled these uh, these boxers were. Um, even the even the young the young kids yeah were extremely skilled no for sure um, you know and we got to see see other good fights that were were just as from the same camp as Prakasa we had Nico Robbins from, yeah from the same camp going up against Pierre Herrera and that was a great match that was um, you know and you mentioned the younger guys we had our own younger guy who was in a great match his first debut. Um, you know, unfortunately it did not go his way, but he went up against a kid who was really technical and he stood in there and he brawled with him and it was a great fight. And talk about the Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Sanchez and yep. David Ung, you know, yeah. um, David Ung was just a little bit more polished around the edges and, and he won the fight. Yeah. Um, but Ezra was in there banging with him, but I was really impressed by how technical David was, um, our boy Christian. Yeah. You know, he, he looked great. Yeah. There's a lot of good things about the event besides the event in general. It was fun, man. Like just like you said, um uh Floyd Cashflow Diaz being there, yep. handing out these bouts to these winners, talking to the kids, taking pictures with the kids, um, doing us justice by hopping on, on the live broadcast and, and, and doing an interview with us. Um his dad Mike Diaz doing the same thing and, and just being there and um that's big, man. Like these kids, we, we, I said in the ring before we left, you never know who's watching you until you see people watching you and, you know, realize who's who's looking up to you. And that's important to to be able to be that person, to be there and, and give these kids something pro- positive to look up. And then not only that, be able to come back and kind of um, kind of cheer them on for a change instead of like having them cheer you on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's big, bro. And um, I give him all the respect in the world for that dude because that was a long freaking day and he was there from 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 get go. 
Yeah, and speaking of them, you know, the fight that both of them selected was also a fight of the night candidate in No-No and Ashton Miller. Let's talk about how No-No decided to take the heavier fight to fight a, a guy who he wanted to, he had something to prove against, and he went out and proved it. You know, it was a very technical fight. You know, some would say it could go either way, depending on how judges called it. But, you know, in my opinion, No-No got in there. He bobbed and weaved, got in, got his punches. He took some punches, but I think he was very effective in the fight. Um, <clears throat> he was boxing and controlling the tempo. You know, um, another guy who was really impressive was Marquel Grant Alliston, the one of the yes. last fights of the night. He yes. was very quick on his feet. Um, he was moving around, throwing vicious combinations. Um, and then Ulysses, um, forgive me if I pronounce his last name wrong, um, Baccarera. <laughs> uh, I, I butchered it, and I apologize again. But he was throwing vicious body shots to where the match was stopped. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so that was a great match as well. And then we can't forget our boy, Mr. Swagger himself. Yeah. MCF, bro. Yeah. He, came out, he did his thing. You know, it was great. A great, great night all together. Um, you mentioned No No, bro. And I thought it was cool what Floyd said about him. I, I freaking, I don't know if he saw the Welcome. How's it going, brother? So, right now, folks, we stand up for Floyd, Cash Flow Diaz, joining us here ringside, man. Floyd, hey, first of all, thank you for uh, giving us some time. At, at, at that age, not being able to, uh, like, see that many fighters that are that technical and they're more just, you know, cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't say it like that, but that's kind of me the way I said it, how I translated it. But it was cool that, to give that, that love to a young fighter and, and you know, you, you never know what that does for them. You know, we always talk about the whys and, um, some, you know, some person – can be providing another person with a Y, and I thought that was really cool. Um, MCF, dude, that kid is that kid is swag, bro. <laughs> he is swag, he dude. Is super swag. I love it. Hey, and then right, and then we got to talk about it. Isn't a boxing event without a little bit of controversy? Uh, yes. And you know, it would be totally remiss of us to not talk about controversy because. Our comments were blown up. Dude, our comments went wild, bro. Uh, and right, rightfully so, bro, yeah. because there was a fight towards the end, you know, that that was, was a very close fight. But in my opinion, your opinion, the popular opinion. Yes, the opinion on YouTube stream, <laughs> on our stream, <laughs> definitely was... Uh, our, our, our boy Issa. Yes, yes. Um <laughs> What are you gonna say? Ah oh, man, I th I thought it was cool as f the way his his people just was like, yo, and then you sometimes think, oh, that's just homers being homers. But you know, having watched the fight, I watched the fight again. I I just did not think that he lost that fight, and to have it go down as a loss for him, um, I, you know, I felt. I felt horrible for the kid. I know he felt horrible, and he was upset about it. He came on, dude. I didn't think – I thought it was cool that he came on. He came on, and he was cool about it. He was just like, you know what happens, and I'm just going to keep working hard. And Yeah, and you could tell it was bothering him. Yes. And, and honestly, I want to just say to all the young fighters out there, go back to our, our stream and listen to what Floyd's dad says. All right, he talks about when Floyd was an amateur – and how he would train his son 
to know what the amateur amateur judges were looking for. So he would fight in the style of what they wanted to see. Yep. So that way they win matches. And now that he's a pro, he has to kind of change it up to fight for what the pro judges like. So, yep. well, so and you know, even, it's not always about how you perform. Sometimes it's just what they're looking for. In that interview, you even heard it with him when we were talking about the Lomachenko-Haney um, outcome. And he was talking about, well, yeah, you know, um, ultimately you, you've got to, def- you know, very definitively beat the champion, especially when the champion has all the bouts and you got to know what the judges are looking for. You got to know what they want, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's true. Just because you're a busy fighter doesn't necessarily mean the, the, the judge might be one of those ones where they're just like, Oh, you're being busy, but you're not being effective. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you know, if you're very efficient and the judge might be like, well, you're not, you're not fighting, you're not mixing it up. You're kind of, you're just kind of running. Yeah. You know, so it really depends on what, on what they're looking for. But yo, shout out to Issa, man. Your, your camp came through for you, bud. Yeah, for sure. Super strong. And another thing before we get off the subject of the, of the fight, there was one young man who was from the, the camp that traveled in from out of town. Yep. Um, and he wanted to interview at the end when we were were interviewing (laughs) and and he didn't get his shine. And I want to make sure if anybody knows who that young kid is or anybody from um, the camp wants to let us know who that other kid is who won a title fight, reach out to us so we can get him his interview, please. That kid is, he needs his time. So please reach out, whether it's over Zoom, whatever the case, we want to give him his time. Um, It was just bad timing of when he wanted to sit down and talk. um, And he had to take off because obviously you guys are traveling back to Nebraska. So anybody from Nebraska, if you're watching this or you check it out, please have that young man and his family reach out so we can get him an interview. That's right. Um, Dom. What up? Dude, you know who else I was impressed with that night? <clears throat> who else? The Perrier Poppy. Oh yeah. Um that kid was cool, man. And he was he was a great leader. And um I was I was thoroughly impressed with how he handled himself and how he was cheering on his teammates and how he was um just he was just being big for them, bro. And and, yeah. and you heard it in the other young guys when we interviewed them and told them about that. They're like, That's our big brother, that's our leader, that's our big brother. Um you know, I I was super impressed with that. Yeah, for sure. But you know what I'm going to say? And not to take anything from Christian, because you're totally right. He carries that role. Wow. And he knows it. Yep. And he embraces it. And he knows they're all family. But that is also, you know, a compliment to what Coach D, Coach Jess, Coach Mario. Yeah. Um, Co- other, Co- Coach Rich. Coach Rich. You know, yep. all the coaches over at Icon Boxing. That just speaks to the environment that they're coaching. You know, it's a family, yeah. family feeling environment where they have each other's backs through thick and thin. They're gonna yeah. ride with each other, and and they're gonna you make sure they support each other through all of everything, and they're gonna put all their support into each other. So it's just amazing to see that translate in his fighters and also their performance in the ring. Ride together, die together. Cause, Bad cause, boys for life. Because even you seen you seen in. Uh, and our boy MCF's fight, he had he had Christian on the sideline coaching yeah. him up, but he also had No No out there when when it was getting to that point in the in the fight because that was a good fight with MCF 
it was a fight that honestly if if he would have slowed up a little bit could have been very questionable close one yeah that's true no that's true um and there was a point where both of the fighters were slowing down a little bit and I looked over to the side, and Nono was just ripping him open, bro. Like, <laughs> he was like, let's go, Michael. Like, get going. Like, throw some, like, throw him. And then Mike heard him, and Mike just hit him with a quick little combination, and then it picked up that second beast of energy. You know what I mean? So, shout out to the whole Icon team. Shout out to all the teams who were out there, because it was a great event. They all performed well. Yeah. Great, 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 great United Boxing, man. I'd love to do another one. Can't wait to do another one. Holler at us because we'll get it popping. Yep. Yo, shout out to Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, 38th in Pierce in Wheat Ridge. Um, AJ the Chef, man, he uh, he leads a team of excellent, excellent, excellent barbers providing all the latest cuts in men's hair and fashion. Uh, the fellows over at Cutthroats take the art of barbering to the next level, and they've got an open chair waiting for you. Visit Cutthroat. Excuse me, visit cocutthroat.com and book yourself a service. Shout out to my boy AJ and his team over there at Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers. Make sure and follow them on their socials. That's Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers. Cocutthroat.com. And he be working miracles too, because if you see Coach Al's hair before we started going live and, and putting out footage, boy, was busted. Roll that. Looking like. <laughs> I don't even know what is, but that's what he was looking like. Looking like he stuck a fork in a socket. Should I get him? <laughs> hey, you know I just gotta give some. <laughs> that's right, dog. I hey, could, I could, I could. You can't. I could, but you didn't. But I won't. But you won't because I know you must be a little sore from crashing through that wall with Kool Aid. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Hey. hey, what up? What you talking about? Tomorrow night. It's going down. All right. This is this is uh, Wednesday the 31st as this is being recorded. But tomorrow night, June 1st, it goes down in a major, major, major way. How about That's the Nuggets versus the Heat in the NBA Finals for the first time coming live to you from Denver, Colorado. Dom. History. What do you think? How you feeling? I feel great, like Tony the Tiger. Man, are, are the Nuggets going to be rusty with all this time off? Or are the Heat going to be gassed, having just gone seven in a very emotional way against Boston? Like, what, what are your thoughts, bro? I think the Nuggets, with time to study any opponent, is dangerous. Dangerous. Listen, dangerous. I, 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 do, I would say if the Heat, would have closed out the game, right? Or the series 4-0, swept them, maybe 4-1, sooner than game seven. Mm-hmm. I feel maybe they would have had some of that momentum to carry over. But you don't really got momentum, bro. You kind of lost the momentum when you allowed Boston to push it to seven. So you kind of lost that little energy you had. And, and you're about to get a couple days rest. Yeah. And that's not probably good for your body. It's better if you had went straight into it, you know what I mean, almost, than get, like, a little bit of rest. Like, we got enough rest to where our bodies are probably close to, if not ready to go for sure. Their bodies still aren't going to be at 100%, and we're going to work them. Well, and I think that's in, in Miami's mind, too, because they flew straight here after the Boston series. They didn't mm-hmm. – 
They didn't, you know, usually teams go home. They've got, you know, that series ended on, on, on was it Sunday or was it Monday? It was Monday that series ended. You got a couple of days. You can go home for one, then fly. Now they came straight to Denver. They're trying to get acclimated with that altitude. They're trying to get as much rest as they can. Um, but I don't think it matters, dude. I really don't think it matters. I think from what I've seen for the Nuggets this year, this playoff run, they seem like a team that is on a mission for something bigger, and they all seem bought in, and they all seem like they have the same goal in mind. Yeah, man, and and honestly, like when you look at both teams, right? When I looked at Boston, I thought, okay, they they can be dangerous because they might be a little bit bigger, they might be able to slow the game down, play a yeah. little better defense. Yeah, and they obviously would have home court advantage. Look at Miami, and you say, well, they might be a little younger, they might be able to run with us. Um, but I don't think they can. I mean, I think they're athletic. I think they can move, but they can't stop our transition offense. I don't think neither team could have stopped our transition offense. So, you know, I think, honestly, I think it's going to be an exciting series, But I and they're going to be close games, but I think we're going to win it pretty convincingly. Each We're going to take this series pretty quick. You know what makes us so dangerous, dude, is that we're um – we're good in transition. And so what makes us even more dangerous is if we're playing defense and our defense is on lock and we're getting rebounds and making teams miss because then we get to run. And I'm sorry, if we get if this gets to be in a, a running match tomorrow, it will be over by the third quarter. You know what? I don't have to be Jokic. I don't have to be Malone. I don't have to be Murray. We're going to win because we're the better fucking team. We're going to win because the Joker is the best player in the NBA, and you guys played with him all year. You stole his MVP away, so now we're going to win. We're probably going to sweep him, and he's going to win the MVP. How you like that? Jesus. Holy cow. There goes. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, can I give you Coach Dom? Thank you. Be here all week. (laughs) No, but seriously, bro, like, honestly, like, you played with that man, and now his team is going to show you why he's the best in the league. You know, can I give you a different thought about it? Go ahead. I am almost just super thankful that they played with that man and they made that man feel us the way he did about the MVP award and they made the, the shit be as murky and mucky as it is because I honestly think them doing that created that man that you see right now that is just can't be stopped won't be stopped go ahead you want to limit his scoring he's going to he's going to get a triple double anyway he's going to out rebound the best rebounding team in the playoffs dominantly right he's going to score 53 in a it might have been a losing effort but he kept his team there right he's going to average a triple double in the western conference finals because he gets everyone involved he's active on the boards and he Fucking brings the ball up as your point guard. Go ahead, Minnesota. You want to go ahead and uh, you know you want to you want to rough up Murray on the way up the court, you know, and 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 guard him. You know, the whole court. We're just gonna have Jokic bring the ball up, mm-hmm. and you know he's running the pick and roll, where in a completely opposite fashion than you would see a, a typical big guy do it. Um, he's he's sitting back for that three. He's sitting back for that 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 elbow shot. And it, it's just, man, they've created a monster, and nobody wants to see Marshall no more. 
They want Jokic. It's chopped. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> no, but I just hope that we we come out there with that same intensity because honestly, I think if we come out there ready to smack them around, we're gonna smack them around, bro. And if we go out there, and and don't get me wrong, Miami's a good team. Yeah. You know they went from the eighth seed to the finals for a reason. They beat good teams. Yeah. So we're not sleeping on them by any means, but. It's not Miami's fault that Miami's gonna get this done to them. They're just they're just in in the line, bro. <laughs> this is just this is what we have to prove to the whole entire league. Well, and some you know things I mean? so some it, things are I'm just kind of meant to be, bro. Like some things are uh, they're um, they're destined to be, right? Like the Nuggets, Nuggets are on a mission to South Beach and win the championship <laughs> in Game Four. The Nuggets are on a mission, bro, and uh, I don't know I don't know how you're gonna stop them. I got. I actually picked Nuggets in five. Well, I I think that might happen too, only because the Nuggets want that to happen. Uh, I don't think it's a matter of the Nuggets wanted it to happen because I think they're perfectly fine with just going ahead and saying screwing this. We're going to sweep and party here on South Beach and then bring the party back to Denver. Um, I I just think that they're going to get the first two at home. I think this first one, dude. I, hey, I took an alternate. I took an alternate scoring line yesterday. I took the Nuggets by fourteen and a half. Because I think they're going to dominate this game. I think they're going to come out and it, it's going to the first quarter is going to be close. All right, first quarter is going to be close. They'll find a way to extend the lead towards the end of the quarter, and then I think just from 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 second quarter to through, to the third quarter, it's just going to gas. And I'm I'm not going to be surprised if we get to see some uh, you know some Christian Brown. We get to see some Ish Smith. We get to see some you know. Some some guys we don't normally see. Maybe Reggie Jackson come off the bench. Maybe a little DeAndre Jordan, and and we get the we get the bench players involved in the fourth quarter because it's a runaway. Hey man, it's fun though. Did you see that uh, Polis told DeSantis if he wants to bet Disney, <laughs> Disney World on it? What are we putting up? Nothing. He just said, "Move it here if you lose." It's like, hey, DeSantis. He's strong arming him. He said, "You you lose, we're taking Disney." I don't know if I want Disney World. Can we get Universal? For sure. I'll take Universal. How about we get Universal? And if we lose, maybe we can give him like, you know. We'll take Disney if we lose. <laughs> if we lose, we'll give him Lakeside and some weed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Although I think, I think, I think uh, DeSantis is, never mind. We won't, nah. go, we won't go into the political side of things. But no, nah, I, I, I think it's cool, man. You always see the mayors and governors have, have these bets with each other. Um, I remember, I think we bet. Uh, when the Broncos were in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, I think it was like Dirty birds. the the we were betting peaches against each other. So we were betting a, a case of Palisade peaches versus a case of uh, Georgia peaches. That's cool. So um, nah, know. It, it's gonna be fun, man. I think Miami's gonna come to play too, but I do think we're getting it done in four or five. Does Does Tyler Hero coming back potentially? Does that? I think it might hurt him. You think so? I, I, in the fact that they're gonna have to, he's gonna be a little bit slow getting back into the groove of things, right? So it might hurt him the first couple games, and by that time it might be too late. I just wonder, you can use that shooting, bro. They need all the help they can get. They don't have anybody. Oh, they. I I, I agree with you, and they were shooting good the other day, somewhat. Um, yeah, but, but I think he will eventually help them out. But by the time he helps them out, I think it's going to be too late. Okay. They might be down three zero before he shows up. 
I, if you're wondering, I got them going down 3 0 and then winning game four, and the Nuggets come bringing home game five. But, um, you know, if he does get in there, I'm swatting at that ball every time he has it. Every time he's driving by me, I'm swatting at that ball. And if I hit his hand, I am sorry. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. I'm excited. So um, and and again, Nuggets are gonna be champs. So you got Nuggets sweeping, or are you going in five? I'm gonna stick with the sweep. Um. What do you think are the keys for the success for the success of the Nuggets in this series? I think the key to the success for the Nuggets in this series is the key that's been the key the whole playoffs is we need our bench to score. If our bench comes if our bench plays the way they have this entire postseason, we're unbeatable. Yeah. Because teams have to beat us when our stars aren't on the court. And if they can't beat us when our stars aren't on the court, they're not going to beat us at all. Even if Jokic is having an off night where he's not scoring in the first half, really, he's going to eventually score in that game. He's going to eventually have multiple assists in that game. He's going to eventually have multiple rebounds in that game. So if you don't capitalize his downtime, you're screwed. And honestly, if our bench consistently does what they've been doing, which I think they will, KCP, you know, Brown, Brown, all these guys coming off the bench, bro. I think we're just better. So is that are you are you are you picking Jokic as your MVP? Absolutely. Me too. Unless they rob him again. <laughs> well, I think if he doesn't win MVP, it'll probably be Murray or or Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler would be in, in the loss for the Nuggets, unfortunately. But I think I think it's obviously Jokic. It's his to lose. But I can see a scenario where 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 um, Jamal Murray just goes out there and averages thirty points a game. But if Jokic is averaging a triple double for the NBA Finals, it's there's no way he's not winning the MVP. Um, I mean, we're not going to continue to talk that talk of Jimmy Butler winning MVP, especially since he didn't even truly win the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. That should have been Caleb Martin, bro. Like, what are you, what are we Man, talking about? Man, go on here? with that. What are we talking about? Go on here? with that. Like, what are we really go talking about? Go on with that. Like you, you can pull up the stats. I don't care what the stats say. Jimmy Butler led that team this whole series, and that team went as Jimmy Butler went. Listen, all I know, my point was, is there's no way that anybody from the Heat get the MVP. You know why? Because the Nuggets are winning. Because the Nuggets are winning. Question. What? And I hate to be this be, be this way. How can the Nuggets avoid being the next top team, top seeded team? To be upset by the heat. Do your job. Three words, ladies and gentlemen. Three simple, words. Simple and plain. Just do your it, job. It really is that simple, execute. right? It really is that simple. Like you said, Bruce Brown, come off the bench, do your thing. What you've been doing the last, you know, I don't know, eight games, nine games, ten games. You know, um, I think we're going to see a little more Christian Brown this series, which is dope. Come out, be a pass defensively. Aaron Gordon going to lock up Jimmy Butler. Like, um, you know, there's no one that's going to handle Jokic down low. Uh, just We just got to go out there and do our job. We can't 
be complacent this first game, sit back and expect them to be tired. We got to go make them tired. We got to go out, run them. We got to go out, work them. And we got to get them, you know, sucking on air real fast. It can't be one of those things where they feel comfortable in our house because if they feel comfortable, if it's the third, fourth period, fourth quarter, fourth period, whatever they call it in basketball, and it's, and it's close and the Heat are comfortable, that's, you're playing with fire. So if I'm right, we win June 9th. If you're right, we win June twelfth. Either way, we're champion by June thirteenth. Yeah. Can I give you some little messed up little story? Nah, not really. I ain't trying to have you put all that in the air right now. You know? Oh, it's nothing bad about the Nuggets. Oh, okay. So ahead. they won the West. You know, they won the West. I went online, and because usually they don't got my size of hat at the store, and don't got my size of shirt. I'm a plus size gentleman. I need plus size clothing, mm-hmm. and so I ordered me a shirt and I ordered me a hat. Super excited. Stupid me didn't even look when it would be shipped. Bro, and I hope you didn't get it from, like, Fanatics. <laughs> no, I got it from the NBA store. Yeah, but they usually outsource to Fanatics. And yeah. they take forever for plus size stuff. And I'm not going to get it. It's expected to get here June 13th. Yeah. So going by this scenario, so you, I'm going to be buying what NBA Finals champion gear. So and still ain't even got my goddamn Western Conference champion gear. So you're hoping that we go <laughs> six now. Nah, nah, I don't care. I got nothing. Pro- I got no problem with that stuff. That stuff's gonna be around forever. We're a West champ and gonna be an NBA champ, so I, I don't, I don't mind. But you know what? Before we get into the next topic, you brought something up that I have to just talk about real quick. Yeah, talk about it. What's up with all this discrimination against big people, my dude? Like, how come I have to go to a store? And get charged for extra material because I'm a big guy, bro. <laughs> count that into your cost, homie, and then you just make more profit on the little things. Like, why do I got to get charged? <laughs> just charge me the same as you charge everybody else, and you make more profit when you sell it to the majority of the mass oh, of the man. public. Like, people but, will never know, man. Like, bro, like <sighs> some folks will never know, bro. Some bro, folks will never crazy, know, dude. I'm like. I'm not, I couldn't believe it. I went to the store the other day, shopping, trying to get something, and I was just disgusted. You can't have a size 14 foot because you can't find shoes. You can't have a size 8 head because you can't find hats. You can't have a size 4X LT, all right? That's my problem. I can find 4Xs, but I'm looking for that 4X LT because a regular 4X Man, that'd be rising up rising up above my belly, and I don't be liking yeah, that too much, bro. Line. Not even that, dude. Just be trying to show my ass crack and whatnot. And I keep my pants up. I wear a belt. Kids, there are such things as belts. Um, but I just don't like it, so I get the tall T-shirt. And that's why I was stoked when I found the black, uh, the black polos that we wore the other night. Because that was a nice polo, and I usually can't find them in the tall tee. Yeah, dude, it, it's just it's ridiculous that we got to pay more for it. For it's crazy, bro. I understand the cost is probably a little more, but just make <laughs> that the cost, bro. And then everybody lives like happy life. You make more money on the front end, and that's just what it is. Like smart, <laughs> smart business. Now you owe me a percentage of that. Uh, I don't think they're gonna listen, dude. They're gonna listen. I'm gonna make them listen anyway, bro. Talk about premature celebration. Well, wait, wait, premature what? Celebration. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Did you see <laughs> the Section V B1 championship or now versus Paul Mack? I definitely did not. Bro. So let me give you a quick 
quick little breakdown of what it was. So they're in the game, seventh inning. Hornell is in the fields. Paul Mack is up to bat. Hornell is up by a point. Hormel or Hornell? Hornell, I'm sorry. I said Hormel like the chili. <laughs> I'm hungry. Zay. Um, That's why you can't find no shirts, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they were up to bat, right? Two two people on base. Yep. And the, and the batter. They throw a strike. Strike three. Two outs already, right? Mm-hmm. The catcher drops the ball. The the guy at the plate heads up baseball play. A lot of people don't know this, but the guy takes off running. The catcher looks like he goes to touch him, but doesn't touch him, but then continues to celebrate like they just won the championship with the oh rest of his team. Oh, my God. While, the, while Paul Mack runs the bases and wins the game. He ran all the bases? He he ran in, plus his other they won by. They ended up winning by a point oh or two because they just stood around. And the shortstop is over there jumping around like, "Where's the ball?" He's looking for the ball. The catcher put the ball in his back pocket because he thought they won. You got to be kidding me! Oh, bro, it's the stupidest thing ever. Um, I just I can't believe it. Like you don't celebrate until the game is over, and that's what you get. But how many people do you think would really know that rule? Like, and to be honest, like, who knows that if there's a strike in baseball, the, the third strike, and it's dropped by the catcher, and you already have two outs, you can run. It's the only scenario when you can run. I mean, I guess maybe the, the casual fan doesn't know. Um, I didn't know it. But no? I, I, ain't, I ain't really a baseball guy like that, to be real, but I didn't know that. So I would have been the dummy standing at the plate that got tagged and lost the championship. And then my team would have been like, you didn't know that? No, nah, I, I know that just because my son, and I'm trying to bring this video up for the for people that are on the live with us. Uh, but, of course, YouTube want me to skip some stuff. But, anywho, uh, I did know that just because my son played baseball forever and, and I, I've been around the game. I used to umpire a little bit. But, no, it's, it's definitely a, an uncommon thing. You see it a lot in youth and high school baseball where a kid just sh- strikes out and, and they forget, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's, I, I really don't know how many times I have to say this, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish, and you have to finish games. And what the, like, ah, bro. I mean, that's all part and of not finishing. Only, not only that, though, like the pitch was, I don't even know what the umpire was looking at, to be real. Like, I don't think he swung at the pitch. And the pitch looked like it damn near skipped to the catcher. So it was altogether crazy. But anyway, it was it was just a crazy scenario. Even if you can't pull it up on the stream, we could watch it and then just comment on it. Yeah. You, know, you, you see what you see wild stuff happen in baseball, dude. Like So scenario, again, for the viewers who can't see this, bottom of the seventh, two outs, two runners on, the batting team is up five to or down four to five. Throws a third strike. Catcher drops the ball. They're celebrating. They're, they're, oh, my they're God. Look at, the, look at the guy back we there. Won. Look at the they're second like, baseman. No, get the ball. And he's get like, get ball. it. Look, they're running to look oh, for the ball, no. and the catcher's over there tackling his, his pitcher. Oh, no. And, and the catcher has it in his pocket? Look, at, that's the winning run right there. Who has the ball in their pocket? The catcher. Oh. Rewind it. 
No. He jumped. He, he goes to tag, and it looks like he can tell. Watch. If you look at it, to me, it looks like he knew he didn't touch him, but he tried to play it off like he did because everybody started celebrating. Watch. Because you see the umpire, the umpire goes like this. You didn't touch him. The umpire gives him the signal like, you didn't touch him. Epic failure. And the ump's just waiting. Look at him. He's just waiting. Yeah, he's just counting the runs. Boom. Game winner right there. And look at that other guy. He's over there yelling. If you, it, the, the, if you were the other player who noticed it, what do you tell your teammate there? Like, do you And then, bro, st- then coaches you? are yelling at the umpire because the umpire didn't make it obvious. Like, he's not supposed to yell out. If the ball's still live. Like he's not supposed to yell out. Like you're what do you do, bro? Like what are you doing in that situation? If you're that teammate who was like, "Get the ball, get the ball," and everybody else is celebrating, this dude just ruins the championship. You guys played good enough to win, and you lose on an error like that. Like what are you saying to that catcher? Like, are you? Do you want smoke? Dude, he's got to feel like shit. Crazy. He's got to feel like shit, man. That sucks, dude. Um, but can I can I can I do something real quick? You could do whatever you want. This is what I tell that catcher: visit dnasportsdenver.com yeah. and sign up for a training session. Man, I know it's that time of year, Dom. Off season, the the phone starts ringing a little bit. People start to call in, and this is the best place for you guys to go to get yourself some offensive line, defensive line training. Um, we do shopping the discus. We do everything. Hell, if it's if it's just if like you, you're talking about doing some speed and agility this weekend, right? We we do it all, man. Like make sure you hit up dnasportsdenver.com right now. Check it out. See all that we have to offer. Also, if you want to participate and take part of the podcast with us, man. Make sure you visit dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask dna. That's your spot right there. That's your place right there to get involved and to to do everything that you want or ask everything that you want or suggest things that you want. Maybe we're not talking about some things you want to hear about. Maybe we're not covering your local team. Maybe you want to get an interview. Holler at us. Let's get it in. Let's get it popping. Not only that, if you're a school, an organization, and you're looking to throw some kind of camp for your students or your players, say a speed and agility or a skills camp, we also will offer coming out and hosting a camp at your facility for your athletes. So just reach out to dnasportsdenver.com, like Coach said. But we also have a mailbag question, Coach. Did you check out our mailbag question of the day? I did. I did. Today's mailbag question of the day is, what NFL free agent will make the most impact on his new team? Oh. Don't you say Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr. I mean, he's going to have a great impact on that team, and he probably will. That team will probably win the NFC South. No, listen, um, I I agree because that team was a quarterback away yep. from being a good team. Quarterback away from being a good team. Um, but I don't think he'll be the most impactful free agent. Um, I think there's a lot of guys, a lot of moving pieces. Um, you know who. Is a sleeper. I know a lot of people really don't like him too much. Um, he's been injured here and there. But Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham going to Baltimore, in my opinion, is a big piece for that team. That is a good one. You know, I, um, 
I think they need a guy like Odell Beckham, and and that could be really good for them. Um, there's, I mean, there's a ton of guys that I think that are great for for where they landed up. Um, even even a veteran guy going over to Pittsburgh in Patrick Peterson. You know, that's a good pickup, too. You know, he's an older guy, a two-year deal, but you bring that kind of veteran presence to a, a historically great defense, right? And they have, what's his name over on the other side, too? Um, he's played Miami. I forget his name. No, nah, that's a good that's a good move, man. Like, um, I think... I think Patrick Peterson's at that at that stage in his career where he's trying to find a team to maybe win championships, and and you know there's no better franchise, say a few, than the Raiders for or excuse me than the yeah. the Steelers. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Thank you. I then, knew you were a fan. Then the Steelers for that. I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding. Um, you've you've got Mike Tomlin there, who's just stable as can be. Um, you know, I think. I like the I like the Odell Beckham one a lot because I think that gives Baltimore the tie. And if he's fully healthy and fully recovered from that that knee injury in the Super Bowl, uh, he was on his way to being Super Bowl MVP in that one though, bro. If a lot of us forget about that, but I think that gives uh, Baltimore a legitimate weapon for 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 Lamar Jackson, one that he hasn't had. With all due respect to those other those other receivers that were that are that are on that on that roster, uh, one that's not a free agent. Um, but he is going to a new team that I have to kind of throw up, reluctantly have to throw in there until until he's out. Is Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Yeah, you know I don't know. I mean, I obviously it's Aaron Aaron Rodgers, so he's going to make an impact. But I think it might be a negative one. You think so? Maybe, man. He's negative, Nancy. Like, what's he going to do? Try to go get their GM fired? Yeah, I mean he he does come with a lot of. He does come with a whole bag full of drama. I'm, talking, I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not talking gonna, crazy though, because when he was potentially gonna go to Vegas, I was all for it. Well, <laughs> speaking of Vegas, can we just, you know, we we're talking about free agents that are gonna make an impact, Tom and Brady? it's potentially that the, their biggest free agent for the Raiders this year, Jimmy Garoppolo, won't even see the field. Yeah, but did you see that the I potential saw. potential new owner can be. Owner slash quarterback. You hey, said that to me today, and I was like, "What do I'm, you think, Dom?" It's not gonna happen, but you know, either way, I mean, I think Jimmy G is gonna be ready to go. Um, I think the Raiders, even if he's not ready to go, they they renegotiated his contract, very team friendly, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo betting on Jimmy Garoppolo at that point. You know what I mean? If if what's not, wild? If he's not ready week one, then it it, it is what it is. What's wild about that contract, though, bro, is like it gives them an out before the se- right before the season starts to be like, oh, you know what, we're 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 not going to do this. You're, you, if he fails that, if he fails that physical, it basically gives them all kinds of leverage. And do you trust an NFL doctor to be like, yeah, you pass, you passed or failed your physical? If you're Jimmy G, I do. Oh, if you're Jimmy G, yeah. I mean, you get a second opinion if you don't trust a doctor. In any scenario, man, it just it just seems like there's a lot of um, a lot of wiggle room for some shenanigans on the part of the Raiders right there. Speak, that's okay. We'll go move on from him. We're not. The thing is, is we're not we're not trying to get burnt by a quarterback. No, I get already, it. He, who knew? We knew. 
he knew that we knew that he was a risk. I get it, and I'm not suggesting that. What I'm suggesting is it just makes it a whole lot easier for, say, you know, the greatest football player to ever play the football game decides that he wants to come and play again. It just makes it a little easy just to be like, hey, Jimmy G, um, you failed your physical, dog. <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and uh, cut you. And the next thing you know, freaking Tom Brady and all of his glory comes running on the field and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. But if it does, then it is what it is. Even if he's healthy and Tom wants to come back, he's going to be a, a sit on the bench. I mean, you can look at it. You can slice it however you want to slice it. Either he's ready and we roll with him or he's not ready and we roll with someone else. You know what, what free agents that aren't being suggested, and I'm going to rock with them because the offensive lineman um, is the, the kid Powers that came over from Baltimore. He came to Denver and Mike McGlitchie with yeah. Denver. Um they, Bronco fan, low key. No, nah, just, just I respect the position. Nah, you come on, dog. There's way better linemen that win. Well, what I'm saying is, teams teams often try to try, try to correct their teams from the outside in instead of from the inside out, and they went about it by fortifying their offensive line. You know, it what yeah, that's what you that's what you look to do with, with when you're when you go in, into free agency. That's what you look to do when you're going to get into the draft. So, one, you know. I, I mean, I get the Mike McClinchy, probably the best, one of the best tackles that went anywhere else. They got but, paid. He got paid like it. But you also got Juwan Taylor, who went to KC. I mean, they they solidified the, exactly. The, well, the front of the and they had Orlando Brown Jr. went to Cincy. Like, well, and he and Orlando Brown Jr. left KC for Cincy. Yeah, so I, they had to they had to go for that line. I'm just proving that you're a low key Bronco. No, because Orlando Brown Jr. the last couple years has dealt with the injury bug. You know how I know you're a low key Bronco fan? Because you didn't even talk about how the Dolphins got better in their running back room. Which running back that the Dolphins picked up do you think is going to be the better running back, uh, Raheem Moister or? Uh, come on, come on. Or Jeff Wilson? Jeff Wilson, that's right. See, I didn't bring them up because they were midseason acquisitions last year. They weren't free agents this year, although they were re-signed this year. So that's not a that's not a hot new free agent toy, first but, of all. Second of all, is, second like, of all, like second of all. Towards the end of the year, like did they really what did they like contribute and were you guys at full strength? Like this is They their, contributed a lot at the end of the year. Is, this is their real first year with your full Full strength team. Man, they contributed. They were a big part of that run last year. At the end of the year, that the, the thought run, was trying to make the run home. Well, you know, <laughs> it, you got to play defense too, sucker. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's not just we're, a, we're, it's we're, not just a, 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 a one sided deal. Speaking of free agents, before we get out of here, where do you think Hopkins is going to end up? I mean, there's a lot of options. He obviously. Has his wish list of Baltimore. So he AC, got cut, right? And, if they, and they and they cut him with a lot of money on his contract. So he basically can sign at a at a lower rate right now because he's still getting his money from that's from what, Arizona, that's right? What I'm saying, that's yeah, what he said. He'll sign that changes the game. Teams. 
that changes the game a lot, dude, because like usually those those really good teams, they don't have cap room because they're already paying a lot of guys, right? But being able to get him at a at a at, at a bargain price, like that changes the game a lot. Um obviously look for the for the for the everyday, you know, your Kansas Cities, your Buffaloes, your Cincinnati's. Although I think Cincinnati's pretty set there with T. Higgins and, and with um uh Jamar Chase. But you look at all Dude, there's there's a lot of places you can go. Wonder if he ends up in Indianapolis somehow and ends up with Anthony Richardson over there. Hey, I mean, or, or in Carolina with Bryce Young. That I mean, that would be great for a young quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean. Get a young quarterback, get a veteran guy like that, a reliable target. Wonder if he ends up in Kansas City with goddamn Pat Mahomes. Super Bowl probably. Dude, and now we got you got to you got to deal with that now. Him and Kelsey. Aye. <sighs> you thought you uh, thought Kelsey and. And um, Tyreek was bad. Yeah, no, it's a different kind of problem. You know, wonder if he ends up in Los Angeles with the Chargers. That's where another place he wanted to go. What if he ends up in Baltimore with OBJ. And Dude, I seen someone suggest that, and I was like, that would not be fair. What if that I don't? Be... I don't think this is on his list. But what does it do to Jimmy G if he ends up with Devontae Adams? Always got to come back to the goddamn Raiders with this guy. Okay, what does it do? What does it do? What does it do for the Dolphins? Nothing because in Miami. Nothing because they don't need him. You're right, but what is it? I mean, so it's a bad thing. Yeah, I think so because you already got two two dogs, two alphas, with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. You had that third person who's there's only so many balls to be thrown around, (laughs) (laughs) right? I mean, it, 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 think about it. I don't, I don't think he would be a, uh, uh, I think he'd be an okay fit with with the Raiders just because there's a little bit less there. But, you know, if you've already no, got our two. our receiver room is kind of packed now. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, wh- wh- why would he fit? I'm just saying two stars like that together is ridiculous and you can't really if you get a great deal, you can't yeah. pass up on that offer. But receivers, Miami, man, receivers right? if, though are. If Miami could get D Hop at a great deal and pair and put him in that and make it a trio, ridiculous. Who's who's playing in the slot? Put Waddle in the slot. Put Tyreek in put, the slot. You put Tyreek in the slot. Yeah, I'm I'm good, bro. Honestly, I'm good on that. Now you don't put Tyreek in the slot. It's not bro. worth the headache. The thing is, is because Tyreek opens up the top. Right, he pops the top. Yeah, Jalen Waddle is a ridiculous route runner, so he can play in the slot. Yeah, but he can take and, the top off too, though. And and Hopkins is that lengthy guy that's gonna top you. See, the thing is, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is gonna come in and be Larry Fitzgerald. Of course not. There's only one Larry. Fitzgerald. Well, no, I mean that in when Larry Fitzgerald got older, and maybe some of his skills are diminished, and I'm not. Suggesting that DeAndre Hopkins' skills are diminished or have diminished, you can argue that there's, he's starting to come on that tail end now of his prime. But uh, you know, there's 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 a certain I don't know, man. Like I don't know where I was going with that. But I don't know where you were going with it. But I kind of get where you're going with it. You think he's getting just the, the he tread on he, the tires. Is he doesn't got the personality to be like you know what Larry Fitzgerald took the back seat in Arizona. And kind of became like a third option kind of guy for a number of years after the fact when he could have just, you know, 
what, what went somewhere else, retired, and, and went. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is that dude to be like, I'm going to play second fiddle or third fiddle to somebody. That's why I don't see you can pair him with with Devontae Adams and the Raiders or with Tyreek and Jalen in, 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 in Miami because he's not that kind of dude to take that, that second fiddle. That's what I'm saying. So basically you're saying that – the Raiders aren't going to close out that deal like we're getting ready to close out this episode. But before we do, we got to give a couple of shout outs, right? We got to give a shout out again to Icon Sales and Icon Boxing for a great event. It was fun. We had a blast. It was the first time we commentated anything. I don't know about you, Coach, but it was. I've commentated truly, some things truly, before. Truly a blast for me. But that was the first um, time as DNA. That's right. Um, anytime flood restoration, we want to give a shout out to them. You know, they're in a time like now where the rain is up and down and your basements may flood. Shout out to the best in the game and my boy Zach G at Anytime Flood Restoration. Shout out to Rebel Promotions. Shout out to Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, Lash All Beauty, our boy AJ over at Cutthroats Anglers and Barbers. I want to give a special shout out to my bro and his clothing line, the 23rd letter. You see it on me. Um, we give a shout out to the Denver Nuggets because we're about to make history, baby. Champions. I want to give a shout out to my partner. I want to give a shout out to his family for being supportive of what we do. And I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to my partner, his family, for doing all that we do. Shout out to you guys for listening, for tuning in, faithfully asking when the next one's coming out, when's the next one coming out. All those that participated in the live stream, you know, commented, subscribed, um, all that good stuff. Everyone that's given us our downloads and our plays, man, we, we can't do this without you and we do it for you. So we appreciate you dearly. But on that note, Dom, on that note, it's time DNA to hop up on out of here. DNASportsDenver.com. Make sure you go and check it out. We outro. Peace. <laughs>